Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our Easter show. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida. Got Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia. And Anthony Malafronte across the bay in Tampa. Happy Easter, boys. What's going on, Bill? Happy Easter, everybody. Uh, it's, you know, hey, it's, it was a great weekend here in, uh, in, in the Sunshine State. I had a, uh, the opportunity to go out to dinner a couple of nights with my wife. That felt good. And the uh, 35th Rotisserie League draft for the San Diego Smoky Joe Rotisserie Baseball League occurred via Zoom for the first time. Um, we couldn't really get together yet. Uh, normally, I'd fly back to San Diego for the draft. But uh, three hours and 40 minutes of the auction-style draft, right? It's not a okay. – so it's a lot of work. We had 130 players to assign to 10 teams. Do you allocate a certain amount of like a payroll to everybody? Yes, there's a budget, and uh, you 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 bid in incremental bid amounts, and uh, and you you uh, you have to be positions positions have to be filled very specifically. You have to have five outfielders, a utility player, a first baseman, a second baseman, a third baseman, a shortstop, a middle infielder, a corner infielder, two catchers, and nine pitchers. You must fill those positions. So it's very strict. It's by the book called the Rotisserie League Handbook published in 1985. And that's who sets the prices for each player? Uh, no, no, no. The prices come from you just bidding, right? So I have the most expensive pitcher in Jacob deGrom, which in the rotisserie world, uh, numbers would be $47. Uh, the most expensive offensive player in the draft was Mookie Betts, who went for $46. But then you have <laughs> other players that went for a buck or two. So, you know, you have to, you only have 260 bucks to spend, very limited resources, and you got to spend them appropriately. Um, so it's, it's, it's part of the, part of the fun. And, and then the players can be kept long-term, you know, every time you bid on somebody, you get them for that year, plus two more at that price. But if you want a long-term in your third or option year, their, their salary goes up five bucks for every year you extend them. It's very interesting. And if you get a really low value player, we've had some people keep a guy for six years on their team. And are you, are you, so each guy is chipping in a true 260 bucks. Yes. Yeah, so or is now, it like now play I got to tell you the other part of the story. That's the that's what it says in the book. When we started in 1987, a little poorer than we are now, we said, "Oh, let's just cut it by a tenth. We'll just go with 26 bucks and the the minimum bids a dime instead of a dollar." And to okay. this day, that's still how we bid. Uh, so the winner wins about five or six hundred bucks uh, at the end of the year. We pay the top four spots. Um, yeah. It's it's really fun. It's a lot of work. I, I every night now for the next until the end of the season, every night I spend anywhere from fifteen minutes to forty five minutes processing moves that people make that day. They can't be done. We're so used to everything being automated, right? On your uh, computer with your football and all that stuff, you just put your moves in. We can't do that because we have a, we go by the book, and the book was very strict about the order you had to follow. So. I'm going way too deep in rotisserie right now, but it's a, a topic I could talk about for hours if you, if you want. Right. Cool. Okay. That means stop. Okay, good. <laughs> Todd, how about you? How was your Easter? When I hear rotisserie, I think chicken. That's how dumb I am. So now wait, uh, now I got to jump in, Todd. Let me give you this. Do you know how that rotisserie league baseball got its name? Kenny Rogers Roasters? I have no idea. Close, really close. There was a restaurant in uh, New York that these sports writers who created the league in 1980, 81 had the first draft and it was La Rotisserie Francaise was the name of the restaurant. Hence right. the name Rotisserie League Baseball. There you go. Wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. Gosh. So uh, let me ask you, Bill, more Bill Risser. Is it 
are you pleased with your draft or no, my team absolutely about? blows. Everybody at the end of the draft hates their team <laughs> without fail. There's never someone going, now I'm going to kick some ass. Everybody hates what they did. We all made bad moves. I should have been an extra, you know, buck around this guy or I should, what the hell did I pick up this? Why did I get Anthony Rizzo? He's way past his prime. I, you know, it's just, it's, I have Andrew McCutcheon. Now, Andrew McCutcheon in like 2012 was freaking great. Andrew McCutcheon in 2021 is old and slow. <laughs> no. uh, I'm not a big fan of him since his <laughs> Philly swept my Braves. Uh, but there's 159 games left, right? So that's the, the upside. Yeah. Um, Sean, you know how Easter was. Um, uh, weekend was great. Uh, started Friday watching um, uh, uh, watch my son play lacrosse. Um, sorry I missed Lost Lyrics. God, I, I saw the, the uh, topic and songs. It would have been so like my wheelhouse, right? So okay. the ones to miss, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I missed it, but I'm glad you all uh, had a great time. Um, Easter Sunday, is, Sunday was good. Um, uh, I'm certainly not shy with you boys that uh, holidays lately have been tough, but for the first time, uh, felt really good. Felt really good. Spent time with Jenny's parents and their friends and, and Jenny. Uh, kids are off at the beach uh, enjoying spring break. So uh, had a really nice, uh, nice time. Had Cornish game hen for the first time in my life. And it was, it was super, right? I loved it. I'm 50 years old, never had it. Uh, and it was really good. So uh, uh, feeling blessed uh, this Easter Sunday uh, for sure. So all's good. Looking forward to talking, talking some sports. Good. Anthony, how about you? That was a good week. Uh, work-wise, worked hard and uh, somehow filled in a, Five straight days of golf, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then again today. So that was kind of nice. That sounds like a Sean Carpenter kind of week. <laughs> it, was good. it was good. Nine holes on Wednesday, nine holes on Thursday. Uh, the, at the, the, the standard uh, Good Friday round. And then uh, yesterday, uh, Joe Carney, Rick, and uh, Joe's grandson, nine-year-old grandson, John, and I played in a charity event at West Chase and had a ball uh, watching Joe and John play and uh, just watching the excitement in John's eyes, like playing. He walked up to me a couple of times, Mr. Anthony, I like playing in real golf tournaments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, it was, he was just so cute. It was just a ball. And then uh, we played today, broke out the old putter as we were talking about in the green room. And, uh, it puts better than the very expensive Scotty Cameron putter. So it will be in the bag for a while. And then, uh, had Easter here. Uh, you know, Todd, I wish I, I this is the one day where for me, where it, it's hard. Uh, this was my mom's favorite holiday bar none. Uh, it encompassed all the things that she cared about the most faith, family, and food. Uh, so we had, we had, uh, uh, Greg and Clarissa and uh, my nephew, uh, PJ, and uh, and Colin here. We made mom's lasagna, a uh, big pot of sauce. It was delicious. And then Lydia made mom's cheesecake recipe, which I probably won't sleep tonight because I'm drinking a cup of coffee and I'm going to have another <laughs> cheesecake when we're done with, with, uh, with the show tonight because it's pretty good stuff. Uh, so, but it was all in all, it was a great week. Uh, Sean, how about you, buddy? Yeah, you know, finished the week strong. Um, after I got back with Ryan on, uh, you know, driving back on Wednesday was fun. And uh, then I just worked with some clients, 
Um, had a great loss lyric show, as we talked about. Golf Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Golf just horribly. Our range opened up uh, Saturday. Um, so I hit the first official range ball of the season. Uh, as you know, we were, we were waiting for our frost. Delay. We had two hour frost delay guys. Mm. Um, and it was bitter, bitter cold. It was like, you know, 36 when we we're hitting balls and you hit balls in the, in the frost. Well, you might remember it from the North and I your do. fingers just, just jingle and, uh, just, just didn't, didn't have it, but I'll, you know, the range is open. So I'll get back out and had a chance to play with Ryan this morning. We were the first group off and just played as a twosome and, and uh, walked around in two hours and 10 minutes and, uh, you know, fun. And then I came home, cut the grass for the first time, which is my favorite job as a homeowner. I love it. Um, so tis the season, uh, did some weeding and, uh, you know, pick some dandelions and a lot of the sticks that have fallen over the, over the winter. So, man, I was wiped out. <laughs> Sat on the patio after I showered and had a few beers and took a little, little siesta in the sun, uh, in the shade kind of, to be honest. And, uh, and we had a great, great Easter dinner. We did, we did a uh, city barbecue. We decided not to cook, you know, the kids are home. And so did, did some barbecue and, uh, kind of chat with you guys. So guys, let's hey, talk. Uh, yeah. Hey, Sean, real, real quick. You know how Sean spent time in Florida, even though he's from Ohio, he didn't mow the lawn. He cut grass. So that's, <laughs> oh, he spent time in the South. Right? I cut grass, <laughs> mow the lawn. Yep. That's what I do. Um, guys, let's talk, uh, tell you what, let's, we start with championships. We always we always try to do that. Congratulations to the Stanford Cardinal women's basketball team. They just won uh, half an hour before we went on the air. Uh, they won their first championship in 29 years. Coach Tara Vanderveer wins her third title. She actually coached at Ohio State before she went over to Stanford. Uh, quite a quite a Final Four. Stanford hung on to beat South Carolina by one. South Carolina missed two last second shots. Uh, Arizona kind of surprisingly beat UConn by ten. And tonight in the game, it was uh, Stanford hanging on to win by one as Arizona missed a, a last-second shot. You know, a kind of a bit poorly drawn-up play where the, the girl kind of had to spin, and she was at the top of the key being guarded. She, tall, smallest girl on the floor being guarded by the two tallest girls and hoisted it up. When you look at it from the end zone, she, she almost made it. Um, but congrats to Stanford on that, that big win. Uh, you know, to see the two powerhouses, South Carolina and UConn, make it and not come out. Uh, was surprising. Um, Congrats to the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, right. Really? Good, good, good march for them on both the men's and the women's side, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, one other championship today, guys, that will lead us into a, a conversation that we'll have at the end of the show as we preview our Masters. How about Jordan Spieth getting back in the winner's circle? Thirteen hundred and forty-one days, I believe, was was the number um, since he last won. Um, you know, this could this could truly uncork the bottle to a lot of, you know, a lot of people are going to pick him to win the, the masters because he's been playing so good. And, and this either is going to give him a, a great chance at that, or, you know, everybody's going to think, boy, he, he just kind of popped a little bit too early, but there's no one really in today's game that feels as comfortable inside the gates as at Augusta national as Jordan, other than a kid named tiger who won't be playing this year. Um, Bill, your thoughts or any of you guys, that, did you have a chance to watch the Texas Valera open? Yeah, I, I watched um, most of it today, a little bit yesterday. But it's it's funny um, how much how much you listening to that conversation between between Greller and uh, and Jordan. How how like uncomfortable he is <laughs> off the tee or in the fairway. But but once he's on the green, 
everything's working again, right? Because uh, yeah. well, he was putting lights out. I don't think I think I don't think he missed anything inside ten feet all this entire tournament. Think about that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, it's incredibly impressive. Uh, so it's it's at Augusta. He knows it really well. He's won there. Um, but w- if he's not if he's not controlling um, his his tee shots and his iron play, it's a really tough place, you know, to do well. So hmm. it'll be interesting. Um, I probably, you know, when I get around to the picking a team for my my league, I'll probably pass on Jordan. So that'll be my yeah. that'll be my take on it. Even though. You know, I guess it's probably that one course that's as target golf without being target golf as right. there is, right? Yeah. You know? You're only firing at a tiny portion of the green. You got to land it in a very small circle in order to be successful there. And if you're not doing that, it's a long, it's a long four days or two days, depending on. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Mal, did you have a chance to watch any of her, Todd? I did. I did. Uh, it's nice watching him win. Uh, I love the interaction as Bill talked about between him and his caddy. Uh, but uh, how many people have won the week before the Masters and gone out to win the Masters? I don't know very many people. Nichols, Mickelson's the last one I Nicholson remember. Nicholson actually the Mickelson right. played in the uh, tournament and it was the, it was in Atlanta. Um, and then they went. I thought it was a shell Houston. open in Houston, but you may be right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's we'll a long time up. ago. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, 2006, four. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. You know, there were uh seeing Charlie Hoffman shoot six under today was was kind of nice. Uh mm-hmm. you know, he's he's an older guy. He's as steady as can be, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he really he is. Just, that, very... that one on 17. That one on 17 got loose. He hit in the in the bunker and and then you know hit it up there. And then it, you know, his three wood on on 18, it just pulled a little bit. If it would have caught that little ridge, it would have run down to the bottom there and it gave him a chance to chip it in. Um, but you know, him not making birdie forced Jordan to just, you know, make an easy two putt with a two stroke lead. Right. They didn't show a lot of Patton Kazire, but he had a a seven under round today, played really well. Uh, um, and there's some guys coming into the mat. We'll talk about it on Wednesday evening, but yeah, there's some guys coming into the masters pretty hot for the most part. And, uh, now Jordan's certainly one of them. There'll be a lot of buzz around him, but I, I think I agree with Bill. Uh, uh, he, I, I'm not, I'm not sure he's going to get it done. I think there's players who didn't play this week who are positioning themselves for a run uh, yep. at the Masters, which will be. This is the best week of the year golf wise for me. Uh, I'm ex- super excited. Uh, As a sports fan, it's a, it's a pretty damn good week anyway, with you know baseball yeah. starting and. And yep. all the pro sports in their swing and, and you got, you know, tomorrow night's game and, you know, good, good stretch. Todd, did you catch any of the golf this weekend from San Antonio? I did. I, I did. Um, uh, again, the beauty of living in 2021 is either via Sirius, Sirius XM, you can listen to it or watch it um, or certainly follow on your phone. So Charlie Hoffman had a miserable Thursday. And the fact that he made the cut was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And dude has solo second. <laughs> so um, doing some research before he was, he before this tournament and no, uh, even after this tournament, he's the best Bolero Texas open player in, in modern history. He just, this horses for courses. He loves this place. So the good news is we picked him this week. The bad news is we decided to fade Jordan Spieth. 
So it's a, it's a little bit bittersweet, right? So um, not to tip my hand, but um, I'm more on the Jordan train. I think he's, he, he's finding his game. He's had two plus years of being miserable. And I think he's kind of flashing back to 2015. He won five tournaments in 2015 in a major. I mean, how often does anyone other than Tiger win five tournaments in a season? I mean, that's crazy, right? It's absolutely crazy. So, um, and you know me, I'm just a big, big sap. My, uh, my takeaway was Jordan has more money than he'll ever be able to spend. Right. And he's, he's a good dude. He, he contributes to his, his community, but he hugged his wife and she was in tears. She was in tears. Just that's how much it means to these guys. Right. I mean, it's not the money. Um, they're, they're set up. She was thrilled to death. So obviously the last two years professionally have been tough and he's been grinding and, and he found a way and it was good to see him, him win. Um, so it was, what a fun tournament, right? It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he, he and Greller, it's that, you know, there's, there's so few players. If you're not just a total golf nerd, there's so few players that, you know, the caddies, right? Reminds I mean, you of Bones you knew, and uh, Mickelson back in the day, right? You knew Fluff, yeah. you knew Bones. You knew Stevie, yep. um, a few others, you know, that, that, you know, um, uh, I won't get his name right, but, you know, Greg Norman's caddy, uh, you knew him, the short little kind of Hispanic guy, um, you know, I forgot. there's yeah. just not yeah. a lot. And Greller, you know, I love NBC coverage. I just, you know, I'm going to say it, they, they do such a good job and they get inside, you know, Nota Begay and Bones uh, walking the, walking the course and they just do Zinger. such a good job. And I, yeah. I just love, you know, the, the chatter of him. Because you know, I, I agree with you, Bill. Once he's on the putting green, his head just goes quiet. But yeah. he, he, you know, to to his strength or his, his detriment, he over he, he over he talks through so many things. And I guess he just says, "Let's just make sure we've run all the options, right? Um, <laughs> six iron, hard six iron, easy six iron, or do I go down to seven, or do I go? You know, and it's just you know. And then he checks the wind, and he checks the score, and he gets his hands wet and checks the grip, and you know, well, they, I, they, his they, his layup shot on eighteen was horrible. I mean, it, he pulled it almost, almost into the scoreboard, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Love, I love the fact they talk about how Greller's just this calming influence. You know, mm. like the, the one tee box he was standing on, there was wind. And and the, and, and the wind died down, and Greller says, just take your time. Just wait for the wind to come back. Just when you feel it, then hit. Just just wait. And he and, and Jordan's like, well, but I, I can't wait too long. He goes, dude, you, you can just wait. It's all right. You know, we're not going anywhere. You know? He was Very just, zen, right? Very you know, zen, like... He's just, you know, that school teacher in him just kind of going, hey, you're good. Don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> you look at through this. It's pretty cool. Well, as we saw with uh, Joel Damon, you know, these guys, you know, they are a team. Right. And, oh, and it's neat that they look at that way. And I'm sure all the other guys, for the most part, you know, they're, they're caddy. I mean, you know, uh, the, the Bubba's caddy, you know, that hangs with him and. Mm-hmm. You know, just gets gets Bubba the way a lot of us don't, and Patrick Reed's caddy. You know, and I mean, they just they're they're together with these guys. It's a, it's as much a win for those guys as it is for the player. You know, uh, Damon Damon Green who caddies for Zach uh, Zach Johnson. So yeah, good win for for him. Hey, one other piece of golf news before I move on. Uh, I was happy to see it. Uh, congratulations, John Rahm and his wife had their little baby girl uh, born today. He will be at the Masters. He will not need to leave Augusta um, for fear of. His daughter being pretty, he, he had already come out and said he will walk off the course and, and leave if he need to, even if he's in the lead. So that does not need to happen. 
Yeah. Didn't Mickelson start that? I think back in the day. I think yeah, Mickelson. Yeah. James Cooper sold him. You know. I'm going. Yeah. 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 That open. Um, one more piece of news. I found out from my son that for my 60th birthday, he's taking me to Kiowa Island playing the ocean course at the end of July. So I just wanted to pass that one. Ah! <laughs> so very exciting. So that's cool. Woo, really so cool. South yeah. Carolina in October or in uh, July and North Carolina in October. Yep. Maybe I'll be, but I'll be at those two places. Now it kind of jacks up another trip that I might, <laughs> Anthony's going do all three, do all three. <laughs> Abandon. Yeah, wherever that way, wherever we end up. So nice. Uh, anyway, super cool. Is there is there any chance we're going to go play Vegas for uh, Inman? Oh, if we go to Inman in October, at the end of October, yeah. Oh, we're we're taking clubs. Shadow Creek. Hell yes, yeah. Shadow oh, Creek. Vegas. I don't know about that. <laughs> Played there before, but it's at least five bills, not more. Uh, yeah. But, but there's, I, some, but there's even, some great courses there. We're playing the Wolf, Valley High. Wolf Canyon. Valley High yeah. is really fun too. The, uh, the end of the strip up by the. Uh, the one right at the end. Yeah. I played yeah, that one. It's yeah. a great little track. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. we could also head out too. We could, a lot of places. Bears Best, where they, you know, they take hey, a lot of. Not much to talk about in the, uh, in the pro, the big pro sports. Um, uh, basketball, Philly is still leading the East and Utah still leading the West. Surprisingly, LA Lakers down in the fifth spot right now. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron's been kind of on the shelf a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, Bill, I don't know if you notice uh, who's leading the East in the or the South in in or the Midwest, I guess is what it's called in in hockey. Florida Panthers are playing great hockey right the, now. The Hurricanes, the Panthers, and the Lightning are are uh, head and shoulders better than the rest of that that division. Oh, that's without amazing. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So there, it's it's been a lot going on. In fact, it was a rough loss today for the first time in over a decade. Listen mm. closely. For the first time in over a decade. The Detroit Red Wings won a game in Tampa. Wow. Wow. 2011. Was the last 2011. Time. February 2011. So, wow. yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was interesting. Anyway, I, and I... Anthony, I have no idea who Gibson is. I was comfortable with McElhinney as the backup goalie, but we have a third goalie named Gibson. He was not very good today, was he? No, he wasn't. He was a, he was a contest winner, Bill. He, he <laughs> sued up for the day. Yes, it was a charity event. <laughs> they figured that the Red Wing are so bad, they could pull a guy out of the audience and still, still have enough. Well, it's funny because that, that was, you know, my first few years as a Blue Jackets ticket holder, every time we'd see the big teams, we always saw their backup goalies because they just come in and say, like, mm. let's just, it's a Blue Jackets. So give let's the give guy our guy a rest. rest. Yeah. Give the ace a and, rest. Yeah. yeah. So the backup yeah. catcher, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, just want to pass um, that along. So, so let's, let's get to the, the game yesterday, guys, the final four. No, no baseball talk whatsoever, real quick. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's go to baseball. Yeah. Just checking. Just checking. I mean, it, it's kind it of was a minor, the top, minor detail. It wasn't the top. My, it was the next thing I was going to say, but then I froze. Baseball opening day happened. Um, Obviously, the snow in in Detroit was was crazy as it always is. Had a couple games canceled. Um, I noticed the uh, Braves series or game Monday tomorrow is, is postponed because of big COVID issues with the Nationals. The Nationals are Nationals struggling. nor Mets have played yet. Not so, yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, for guys who have Jacob Degrom on their fantasy team, it's a major pain in the ass. If you know what I'm saying, because <laughs> they're, they're uh, saying just resting, he's just resting. Best case, Sean, they'll uh, do a doubleheader Tuesday, hopefully. Hopefully so, that happens, yeah. Hey, crossed. just you know, yeah. I heard this today. Shoei Otani hit 101 on the radar gun. Remember, he's you know had the arm surgery. He's back. He started it, tonight, yeah. 
hit 101, and then came to the plate. Hit a home run. A 450-foot home run. Yeah. Think about that. He pitched and was the DA. Bill, you were early to the party for Shoney. So what's he? He's starting pitcher and he's batting third? No. I don't know. He was a DH. Uh, in a, It might have been two different games. I don't know if it was the same game. But since he's since the season a, started. He was a, a DH today, Bill. Yeah, he said I, I sent you a, on Sunday. I sent baseball. you a text, Bill. Yeah. Just now? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh Says, yeah, his first two oh, yeah. start first on the mound. Start, so he, he, he was yeah. hitting as the pitcher in the American League. Yeah. yeah. So 101. Unbelievable, right? 101 on, a, on the radar gun and then a 450 foot home run. The dude is, that's Bo Jackson. That's amazing. Bo Jackson re, re come back to life. It's going to be fun to watch. That's Babe Ruth type stuff, right? It is. 100 years yeah. ago plus. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. wow. So, Bill, what is what, what has caught your eye this year so far? You know, four or five games in, um, three games in. Yeah, you know, nothing. It's it's really really hard to put a lot of heat on what's going on now. Just now, I think it's, you know, it's it's been fun to um, for me, you know, locally to watch the Rays have a nice start. They got a little hammered uh, yesterday by the uh, Marlins. Marlins beat them for the first time in, oh, I think four years. I mean, another one of those stretches where you know a Tampa Bay team having the the, the number of another one, uh, someone else in the league. But no, uh, the Padres look really good, undefeated, three and zero, swept the. Uh, D-backs in the first three games. That's going to be a fun division, but I, I just think the Dodgers are still the cream of the crop in the National League. There's just way too much sure. pitching. I think the Mets are going to be uh, giving the Braves a run. You know, I think, Todd, you're aware of that. The Mets have got some great great pitching, a lot of good young talent, so that's going to be fun. You know, think about that with with that American League East, or National League East, I'm sorry, with with the Braves, the, the Nationals, the Phillies, Phillies, and the Mets. Man, that Mets. is a tough that's a tough division. Yeah. And, and the, and there's really, no easy road. No, yeah. not at all. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, the Yankees, I, I'll tell you what, I'm watching a, the Yankees game on opening day and it's just, and I know Anthony is a lifelong Yankees fan and he can handle this comment, but it is just so seems so unfair to watch that lineup come to the plate and you get to like the seventh or eighth hitter and you're like, fuck. When does it? Oh, no, sorry. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it just keeps coming. You're just like, what the hell? There's no break. So There's much no break. talent, you know. And Anthony, it's 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 a it, an embarrassment of riches, but almost almost embarrassing that they haven't won a World Series since '09. I mean, you know, because they've, they've they won. haven't won in a very long time. They spent yeah. a boatload of money. Yeah, and it has come down to their pitching, not their offense. You're right, and. They have the exact same problem again this year. Yeah, and and injuries to pitchers are what will yeah. derail a great team every single time because yeah. you cannot. I mean, you, you you got a guy that you're counting on for 13, 14, 15 wins who's going to stop a slump. Who's then you you lose those guys? I mean, look, it's it's just it's it's so uh, it's devastating, and that's why I think you know um, what what Cash did with the Rays last year with the with the openers and, and really limiting innings and trying to pitch by his numbers, except in game six of the world series, everything before that was great, <laughs> but pulling Snell when you only give up two hits in the sixth inning against the Dodgers. I'm sorry. So guys, sorry, I'm, I'm flashing the, back. The, the, I'll, I'll let that go. I'm probably the too fourth soon, most Bill. knowledgeable, too soon, right? yeah. fourth <laughs> most knowledgeable baseball fan on the show here. Um, but so I'm asking, a, 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 are they doing anything like the, the NHL realigned their, their teams for the season is major league baseball playing 162 games all 
all games or are they, are they staying divisional or what? So 162 business as usual. The only um, there's been one change and one change that didn't happen. So NL is back to no DH, which they're thinking in 2022, it's going to go back to DH, but that's to be determined. But the one rule they adapted was extra innings. Yeah. uh, Second. And the Braves played the Phillies on Saturday. Um, and went to extra innings, and they squandered a guy in third, and Phillies in the bottom of the tenth scored. So, and, and I think yeah, half so the team, that's uh, the one rule they adopted. Right? Half the team didn't know, like they didn't know they had to put a guy on second. <laughs> they're like, right. oh, we're doing that still. We thought that was yeah. the sixty game season, but yeah, they they're keeping but, that rule. I, I, you know, it's not. I'm kind of. I guess I consider myself more of a purist, but that one does. It does make sense. You know, just let's try to limit these, you know, long marathon games that, that, that tend to um, wear, wear out a team or even put certain players at, at risk of further injury. So it makes sense. Yeah. Where's the bullpen? Um, yeah. Snicker. Hey, I, I hated to lose this game, but I love the rule. So. Yeah. Hey, it, any, any take on Castellanos from any of you guys and what happened in that little St. Louis Reds tip that popped up over the weekend? Did you see that? No, I, I, didn't say, I did not. Just, he was, I heard there was a, I heard there was a brawl. Really quick, um, Castellanos uh, hit a home run. Uh, it might have been earlier this week, I think, and uh, and skipped halfway to first base. He skipped. Not not well, that a was bat last lift. year, Bill. Oh, that's right. It was last year. So they were trying to turn back to last year. So he yes. skipped to first base. Well, he comes up in the in the, the game against the Reds, and he gets drilled. Gets brushed back? No, he gets yeah. drilled. They're in the rib cage. Perfect. Not a head hunt. Just he gets hit. He takes a umbrage at it. He even like grabs the ball and holds it out like, hey, do you want this back, you know, or whatever. I mean, he's just being a dick, right? And he goes, he gets on base. He's, he ends up at third base, and there's a wild pitch, and he's breaking for the plate. And the pitcher who hit him, <laughs> to put him on first base so he could work around the base, it goes in and, and makes a really, I, I mean, he was it was a very aggressive tag, and he kind of, he actually fell on top of Castellanos. You can tell there was some anger in the way, right, Anthony, the way he tried to tag him out. Yeah. Castellanos was safe. He jumped up and just started bowing in front of the guy and just screaming at him. And then a brawl breaks out. And and uh, it's just, it's, you know, I um, <laughs> I, I have a lot of mixed emotions. about Castellanos play for the Cardinals or the Reds? Uh, Castellanos is with the Reds. He's the Reds. So, okay. Yeah. And St. St. Louis, you know, they have a huge, they don't like each other. They don't Red, like each other Reds already. And, Reds right? and Cardinals don't like each other. Central division. They hate each other. Yadier Molina. Yeah. Yep. Yadier was okay. there. Yeah, actually, Yadier was um, kind of acted as a peacemaker during part of that. But it was just. Well, he got in Castellanos' face and early. Castellano. Yeah, pushed him. Early, he got in his face and started pushing him away. Yeah. And when they interviewed Castellano after the game, yeah. he was very conciliatory. He said, listen, I have a, the greatest respect for Yadier Molina. He said, I get in a fight with him, but now I'm going to ask him for his autograph. Yeah. yeah that's what he, said. <laughs> he goes, I'm out there to win. You know, I'm tired of being on a losing team. You know, but, but didn't want to start 0-2. Uh, yeah. And no, uh, he's nothing but the best, you know, because they, they, the, the reporters were giving, we're trying to f- feed that fire. Yeah, they want, they want. Him, well, right. You heard and Trevor he, Bauer's he, quote? I thought he handled it with a little bit of humor. It was pretty good. Trevor Bauer's tweet afterwards. Yes. He says, yeah, we need, we need like every four or five games, you need a brawl. It's just good for yeah, baseball. Just, like, I, just puts a little energy into it. <laughs> yeah. So he, here, here's my take. And, and I, you know, respect your old feedback. Um, but I've, not, I've noticed this with uh, watching the Braves and Acuna. 
There is, with the influx of Latin players, South American, Central American, there is a little bit more of, for lack of a better word, flair. Yeah. Right? Showmanship. Um, Right? So I almost think that baseball, and and I'm with you, Bill. I I like old school rules. I like uh, the the unwritten rules of baseball. But I almost think baseball needs to adapt a little bit, right? Yeah. you don't want someone to go overboard, but I think there's got to be a little more leniency to, I don't know if flair is the right word, but. Um, I, I think you're seeing it now, Sean, or Todd. I think you're seeing yeah. it now. I think you're seeing a little more. I think it's a, it's there. Are there a couple of hardcore old timey pitchers that have been pitching sure. for 15 years? Yeah. I, but I think, I think you're seeing for the most part, I watched a couple of bat flips and a couple other things this weekend where the pitcher just turned around and watched the ball go and just didn't give a crap what was going on at the plate with the batter. Just didn't look, didn't care. Yeah. I thought that's the, that's the way right. to do it. Just don't, 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 you know, right. don't turn around. And there's and a line, there's a line you can cross, Yeah, but you can't be yeah. really sensitive. I think skipping right? halfway to first base, you deserve uh, some, Maybe, I'm going to yeah. call it chin music. You deserve one in the hip if you're going to yes. skip to first after you go yard on somebody. But for the most part, if, as long as you, uh, you you watch it for just a little bit of time, um, and then and then go ahead and just go ahead and round then the base. start running. Yeah, start running. But, but that's yeah, a perfect example, Bill. Of of when that happens, they save that in the vault and said, "Next time we play this team, uh-huh. when that guy comes up, we're just gonna we're just gonna let we're, we're gonna get get it done in the first inning. We're gonna yep. be done with it, and yep. you know." There'll be a warning. You take your medicine, be a, right? If you there'll do be that, a warning assigned to both benches. It's like they show up to the game saying, we have a receipt. We'd like to use this uh, coupon. <laughs> for, you know. Yeah, I had this, uh, I have these unused miles. I, I had to cancel some trips and we're going to take care of that right now. So. <laughs> and the skipping, the skipping incident was last year. Yeah. Oh, it, That's you, what I'm saying. You don't forget. Yeah. You don't forget. Oh, they have long memories, right? Yeah. Big, big long it's baseball. Yeah. I bet hockey's now, the same yeah. way. Look, if something happened at the end of a hockey season, you don't think they're going to goon will come out, right? Yeah. yeah, it'll come out. It'll happen the first game they meet. Well, let me ask you this, Bill. If if Castellanos would have been playing for the Cubs this year, would he have gotten drilled by the Cardinals this year? <laughs> Probably. Or is it a or is it a team no, thing? Maybe. I think I think he'd have still gotten drilled. <laughs> I think it, I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was really showing up a pitcher. I mean, to a whole nother level. You just don't see that, you know. Um, yeah. So that was that was rough. Anyways, thanks for letting us go there. Yeah, man, that's good, good, uh, good, good conversation. Did you see that the kid in Detroit, his first major league at bat, first pitch he faces, hit a home run? Nice. Mm. nice. Very first pitch. He swings at it and he goes, oh, first pitch swinging. And it's the, it's out of here. First pitch he saw. <laughs> his, I think his mom and dad are in the stands going crazy. I just thought that was. That's cool. probably a small club he's in. It right? is a small. I think, I don't want to, I, I might be way off here and we can think, think the internet will correct me. I thought Will Clark did that with Nolan Ryan um, way, way back wow. in the 80s. So I think, but but I might be wrong there. I know his first home run was Nolan Ryan, but I thought it was first at bat, possibly first pick. How about, how about the kid, the rookie catcher for the White Sox, Yerman Mercedes? Yeah, yeah. First player in 75 years to start his major league career, eight for eight. Yeah, that's wow. amazing. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, nowhere to go but down though. At that point, I mean, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's when you he'll walk into the GM's, the GM's office saying, "I'd like to renegotiate my contract." Uh, he'll, yeah, he'll be at two sixty. And a good GM would be like, "No, you'll your average go down. Just wait." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's good. That's good. All right, guys, can we talk final four?
Yeah, let's um, do it. I mean, we can we can really get past the Baylor Houston game quickly because it was just an absolute flat out woodshed. Uh, twenty five point. You called 25 it twenty five points. Right. What'd you What's say that? on the text? What'd you say on the text, John, to the group text about that game? This game is boring. What'd I say you said this game is boring. It was boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, full disclosure, I, I missed the first half. I, uh, let me put it in context, and this is maybe going to be a little bit of a stretch, but picture that Bill Mal's having a party, birthday party, and he's going to have it at Steinbrenner Field. Oh, you are I, showing houses in downtown Tampa, and you know you've got to go to, to Mal's party. Yeah. So when you're done showing houses, you just for some reason in your head, you thought the party was at Tropicana Field. Oh. So you drive to Tropicana Field, and about two miles from Tropicana Field, you realize, I don't think I'm going to the right place. I think it's uh-huh. at the other place. Yeah. Well, that was my party that I was going to from Kathy Shipman, one of my mentors. She was on Carp's Corner Conversations. We have a private bourbon club in town called No Soliciting, and she's a member. And there's a new one in Dublin. I showed houses literally like a mile from the place it was at. And drove to the one in Dublin about 40, 40 minutes, you know, 30 minutes away. And then I just kind of had this feeling like, I think I'm in the wrong place. And I texted one of the people who was there. She's like, no, it's downtown. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? She goes, no, I'm being serious. And I'm like, oh. so picture like driving across the big bridge and then having to come back across the other. No, I don't want to picture that. I don't want to. <laughs> but anyway, so I missed, I missed the first half and I flipped on Todd, as you referenced earlier, I flipped on XM 84. And just going to halftime, they're like, you know, Baylor exerting their dominance and up 25. And I was just like, oh, God, good thing I didn't race home to see this one, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you didn't miss anything, you know. Um, and they only uh, play, they played them fairly even when they, when they beat them by six in the second half. Right? Houston came mm-hmm. back and, you know, was able to play them, you know, even or even up a little. But it was, uh, it was ugly. Was it just a men versus boys thing or was it just, I mean, cause listen, Houston, Houston only played double digit teams to get to the final four. Every it was a one versus beat. two game, Sean. So it should have right. I, I, so I get, I, I get that, but you know, when I it think comes Baylor to just dominated, right. They yeah. just dominated. Right. Yeah. I don't think Houston was outmatched per se. I think it was Baylor had a, you know, great night and Houston was all jumped on them early and, and kept punching. Yeah. 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 I, but the nightcap game, though, mm. arguably, and people are saying, and I, I would be one of those people. Uh, that's one of the best basketball games I've seen from first whistle, from the first tip to the last shot. It are, was. Are we skipping? Are we skipping Miley Cyrus's uh, concert in between? Oh movies? God, that was horrendous. Oh my God, Bill no, loved it. it. Bill loved it. No, I loved it. Yeah, Bill loved I'm, it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Miley. I'm just telling you right now. Oh my God, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony, I knew Anthony wouldn't like it. I'm not worried about that. <clears throat> I'll make it even. I'll, I'll jump on Bill's side. It's two I, against two. You know, she's she's very talented. I think a couple songs she might have stretched and reached, but overall, uh, she's she is she's really good at what she does. That's all. Oh, That's she's she's entertaining. I just okay. I don't know. Just it was a, a weird. You were ready for a basketball game, not Miley Cyrus prancing around. The yeah, the, you okay. know, the hour and a half between games was was different than we were used to. Um, but okay, we, I'll certainly... let you go. We'll stop. The, the second game certainly turned out to be worth the wait because it was just fantastic. Bill, as I as I mentioned to you today on the golf course, Miley Cyrus gave me 90 minutes to watch a couple of Kentucky Derby prep races. <laughs> so I, I got myself I got myself situated with some uh, some forward thinking trending horses for the 
the Kentucky Derby and the Triple Crown Series. Because I just I will know. Venmo you, Mel. You're lost, Mel. You're lost. That's okay. We got some good ones, Todd. We'll talk about it. I, I can't wait. I can't wait, brother. Yep. But you're right. Um, you're right, Sean. Um, final first tip to the final bank in. That it was a, it was so much fun to watch. It was look at UCLA. I mean, Charles Barkley pretty much exactly described how UCLA was going to stay in it, walking the ball down the floor, you know, making a bunch of passes. That Juzang guy was unbelievable. Yep. And then the Jaime. He, he he Calipari had him in Kentucky. Didn't use he him. Had, it, had him in Kentucky and he left. Yeah. Wow. Bummer. Yep. Bummer for Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, he was just he was lights out, but. You know, I mean, the Gonzaga, I can't tell you, like, the last time I, I remember team where every guy on the team can take over at any point. Ayayi started out first seven points. Then Kispert was making a bunch of threes. You had Timmy, who was really unbelievable, and got a couple cheap fouls, which made that, the you know, the block later in the game so, so important. Yep. Um, and then you had Nembard, who Todd and I know used to play for the Gators, uh, and then – you know, Suggs is just, I mean, talk about a guy that can go inside, outside. The speed of Gonzaga, though, is what really impresses me, how all five of the guys just, they seem to know where to go um, and how to get to the open spots. And then they, if they do get slowed down, they kind of do that three-man weave until they decide which pick and roll they're going to kind of yeah. rub off of. Yeah, who's going who's gonna to just go ahead and drive in on what side of the lane, you know, and, and find a layup. It's crazy how many times they could – they better pull that off. Well, tomorrow uh, night could know, be really fun. Todd, I don't know if can you pull up the the uh, over under on tomorrow night's game. Why are you doing that? I know the the line's about five. Um, but the the do you see some of the numbers just for the uh, the efficiency of both those teams? Right, combined percent shooting. Combined, both teams combined for fifty eight percent from the floor. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean, I'll ask you, what's the spread? Amazing. I think I heard, just heard Bill say five. About that, five, yeah. It's it's four and a half. So guess the uh, over under, please. One seventy six. Bill's closer. It's one fifty nine and a half. Ooh. I'll take yep. the over. I, take I think the, the teams are going to go up and down the floor. I, you know, Mitchell Track and feet. the guys from Baylor. Um, yeah. Now UCLA showed the showed the pattern on how you could disrupt them but i just don't know if you can all of a sudden change baylor's team to be that yeah. set it up offense but you also heard mark few talk about that they that that gonzaga did have some issues they 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 weren't as um effective on some of the things they like to do uh so i don't know if that was ucla forcing that or if they just you know they're allowed to have an off night you can't yeah, be, and they, and they you, shot you what can't. five five or 16 from the three i think you can't win 28 um, games. Think about that. If they make some more of those, they'd probably shoot 60%, Bill. I mean, it was – Yeah. yeah the big guy, Riley, for UCLA, he would take those, like, 15-foot elbow jumpers, and you're like, no, no, don't shoot. Oh, good shot. You know, like, <laughs> it was – you know. Yeah. And I can't tell how many times that the UCLA guys would take those shots and make them. But then, you know. The, I don't think Riley missed in the second half. Yeah. yeah. He missed the front end of one and one. He was clutch. Missed the front of one on one, and then he got the shot blocked by Suggs um, on that. You know the the kind of Suggs. Anthony thinks it's a foul the there. Let's take a vote. Who thought that was a foul? Well, rewatching. Not in not in real time. Not in real time. I didn't think it was a foul. Okay. Yeah, I when you, you slowed know, it down, when you slowed it down sure. and looked at it, 
You yeah. know what's funny is, is Grant Hill and all the guys said it was a great play, and none of the like the the star the the player or the uh, broadcasters thought he definitely ha- hacked him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a great play by Suggs, and then to get not only block the shot, get, get the, ball. the ball, and, and make an amazing bounce pass going back the other way. I mean, that was an amazing pass that he threw. And yeah, massive, if you look four, at that play, I think four, uh, yeah, four point swing with a minute and a half left. That's yeah, huge. That was that was an amazing mm. play he made. But for Timmy to to instantly on the block peel out and just full steam the bounce pass when you see it in slow motion, he throws it like hits off the half court logo and then goes right up to Timmy like in stride for the <laughs> for the layup. Yeah. Um, Nembard with the with a step back three, uh, at, at that point put him up by four. Man, Nick, Mick Cronin and the boys just kept fighting, kept coming back and tied it up. And I thought, boy, the advantage UCLA with Timmy with four fouls. Remember, Timmy got his fourth foul with 440 left mm-hmm. and mm. played, played, played. I think, four of the last 440. They, he, he came out on defense one time uh, and then played all the, all the overtime um, and didn't get the overtime. Good call on the block? Uh, on the charge, you mean? The charge, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely a charge. Yeah, he he was. I thought so too. I mean, I he was set like, for. It felt like he was planted forever because a lot of times yeah. the guy get there and like really was he really not moving? It felt like he was moving even in slow motion. But yeah, yeah. he it was you know, yeah yeah. You saying was was it just yeah. yeah it was just out of he was just out of control. Credit credit to the ref for calling that with one point seven seconds left. Right? No kidding. Well, there's so many refs in the bonus. Just like swallow the whistle, right? Swallow well, the game whistle, would so. the game would have been over if they got to go shoot free throws. I don't see Timmy. I, I do think it was the right call. Yeah, but they were. They, right they, yeah. So it was. It was perfect. Um, I'm yeah. just happy. Like as a guy who had to get up at five fifteen in the morning for golf, I didn't want to see a second overtime. <laughs> I needed to go to bed. Welcome to the East Coast, Bill. We've been saying that for two years, right? It's killing me. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the last play, Juzang gets it, drives left, shoots, leaves it short. But the way that he he's the only one that knew he left it short. Yep. Crashes the board, gets it for an easy lay-in because the two Gonzaga guys are going over. Yep. Gonzaga has a timeout in hand, but they just you know, few says he always plays it that way. He just lets it play out. You know that no harm, no foul. We're tied. They they inbound it to Suggs. Suggs dribbles up, gets to the half court line, and you know launches it, and just kind of the perfect running. You know he saw it going in before everybody else did. You know, good call by Nance. I mean, it was a, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, the the, yeah. the the shot was fantastic, and the reaction. You know, jumping on the table. Um, you know, I, nothing disrespectful to UCLA. I mean, it was. You know, I, I just thought it was a great, great finish that was truly at the end. You're thinking like, boy, neither team really deserved to lose that game. I'm glad they won it. Someone, someone won it. Yeah. UCLA didn't yeah. lose the game. Yeah, it was, yeah. Anthony. Anthony said it real quick, Todd. Anthony said this morning, he said top top three games all time in the uh, Maybe. NCAA. I mean, there's there's uh, the NC State game, the ending to yeah. that game. There's Houston Christian Leitner, and then there's the one we saw last night. I can't think of three better games. Yeah. Well, there's, we're forgetting a big one. We're forgetting a big one. Everybody kept saying Leitner was the, you know, this was. It was Remember, Lakers game was to get him in the final four. Yeah. Right. Right. It was a regional. Last night was to get to the championship game. Right. But Villanova made a three point shot 
from just inside the half court line to beat Carolina after Carolina made a three pointer yeah. to tie it. Yeah. And then Chris Perkins, I believe is his name, uh, beautifully drawn up play. That was six years ago to win it, to win the national championship was the same type of thing. That was a great play, but yeah. it's this certainly top 10, right? I mean, oh, this I got, yeah. yesterday I mean, just had more yeah. excitement in it. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's fresh obviously in all of our minds, but it certainly, well, but I just uh, think UCLA played such a good game. Mal, uh, the, the, you know, the, the shooting was unbelievable. Um, there was no real, um, nothing really controversial or anything like that about anything that happened. You know, it was just, it was just such a well-played game. Um, Kudos to both both coaches. There was no bad calls. Um, obviously, UCLA probably fans are going to say that wasn't char- that wasn't a charge, but no, I think most people would. You could maybe question the block, but you know, I think in real time, um, yeah. You know. So, Sean, look, looking forward, um, if I'm a Gonzaga fan, I'm loving it because you didn't play your best game and you survived, right? Exactly. And almost every championship team has a game like that. You play six games in a row, you're going to have one game that you're just a little off. No no disrespect to UCLA. Um, credit, credit to them. They, they probably contributed to why Gonzaga struggled. Um, but what I really loved, and again, I mentioned before, I'm, I'm a sap. Did you see Mark Few's reaction? Um, you, you, you saw the guy, the kid hit the bank shot all the, the bench clear. And uh, I saw a video of Mark few. He literally looked at UCLA coach and he just, yep. just said like, and they hugged each other after like yep. the respect was unbelievable. And that was so cool. He wasn't, I get why Jimmy V ran around and was looking for someone to hug. He, he <laughs> didn't have a reaction, right? He looked over cause he knew this guy was, you know, 11 seed first four in, Almost made it the final four, almost championship game. And you saw the respect there. He was just like, so happy to win. But, you know, wow. we we uh, hit a bank shot from almost midcourt. Yeah, so and I thought it was really it, cool. In the interview, Few really cool. says, he goes, you're not going to believe when I say this, but he hits that shot all the time in practice. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, and that's why he, 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 he stood up and started doing this, right? He, yeah. He, the kid, and yeah. CBS did a great job when they showed the replay from – behind the basket where you could see his eyes. He came down the court and you could actually see his eyes. And as soon as he threw it up, his eyes got bigger. Like you knew, he knew he made it when he threw it up. You, the, 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 the photography, the, the, the filmmaking was spectacular. Yeah. That was a great he, view of it. He's a gym rat that has thrown it up a million times. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And always to to probably to win the national championship or do exactly. And what he, he did it. And he yeah, did not, it. Yeah. Would you exactly. say you know the the fact that um, Lightner's you know, Christian's shot is such a piece of folklore because Duke went on to win. If Gonzaga doesn't win tomorrow night, that shot's not as important. Might, it just doesn't matter. It might be uh, forgotten about a little bit, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. I think that's a part of it. Yeah. So I, I want to. I, I was. I asked Anthony this. I want to ask you guys a question. Do you remember where you were when Christian made that shot? Do you remember where exactly. you were watching it? Yes. Todd, do you remember? Yes. Sean, I think it was at Joe's about? Deli, Sean. Does that sound right? I, no, I was I was working at Rockies here in Columbus. I was a waiter. Um, and as it went into the overtime, yeah, everyone's watching. Remember, they were they were one versus two in the East. It was in yeah. Philly, I believe. Um, and the whole restaurant bar, it, it, it was called Rockies, and the kind of the middle of the restaurant 
was elevated and it oh. was, it was like a ring. You had metal, um, you know, instead of the, instead of the, um, nylon ropes you had like yeah. a metal bar and there was so you'd walk up all four corners you could walk up into the bar area and the whole center was bar so there's tvs all over the place and i remember i was on the floor getting ready to go back in order and the whole place got silent as they're like all right inbound of the ball and it was just one of those like everyone's watching and then you know the move move because i was to win the game it wasn't tied no and if you would have missed that shot they would have lost yep right that shot was to win the game but yep. I, I think a lot of people said it the shot was one thing. The pass, you know, go back to perfect. You know, he was crying. Green Hill was crying, right? You know, Patino chose not to cover yeah. yep. the inbounder. Yep, left him wide open for that beautiful pass. Um, but yeah, I do remember exactly where I was. Do you, Bill? Yeah, I was at a San Diego Goals minor league hockey game, <laughs> and and I uh, wanted to watch the end of the game, and there were TVs in the concourse. This is 1992. And there were about me and about a hundred other people standing in a concourse watching that game. And about half were screaming yes, another half were like, you know, bummed out of their mind. Uh, it was, right. it was, it was really cool. That's a great thirty for thirty. Have you guys watched the "I Hate Christian Leitner" thirty for thirty? It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Todd, where were you? I was at Joe's Deli. Joe's uh, Deli is that a is that in our little Angel? local? Uh, it was next door to. The fraternity house and okay. Sean spent many days there. So yeah, remember watching that bleed amazed, right? Just so yeah. yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Hello track, betting horses. <laughs> nice. Nice. The big the big screen down in New Haven. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, you know, March Madness has some shots. Obviously, you got Chris Jenkins one to win it. You yeah. got Suggs, you got Leitner, you got Bryce Drew for Valparaiso over. Second seeded Mississippi on the hook and ladder kind of pass. Nice. Who was the Syracuse? Um, that's a great player. one. Syracuse. Got Jordan on hitting it. Baseline, yeah. Jordan hitting. How about the, Smart. Uh, the the son of the coach? Um, that's Bryce Drew. Okay, who's the co- he's the coach of Baylor. So so Sean, let's go deep track. Remember Mike Miller round one. Um, yes. Here we won our championship in 06. over Butler. Yeah, over Butler. He had a, a game winner, but it was yep. the first round. So which is more important, that or yeah. a semifinal? Was we it, ended up winning the national championship, right? Um, UCLA, Byron Davis, coast to coast uh, to win a game. Tyus Edney. Tyus Edney. Was it Tyus Edney? Tyus Edney. Right. That was yes. 91. 4.6 seconds. That was over Missouri. Yeah. Um, and then oh Danny God. Ainge, look, obviously. Look at Rain Man down here. <laughs> Danny, Danny Ainge. Ainge. That's right. BYU, 84. Yes. Scotty Burrell to Tate George over Clemson. Oh my God, that one in the corner. Yes. That put UConn on the map. Without that pass, UConn might not win any national championships. And they went so on to win a couple. That's a good call, Tate George. This, yeah. We'd agree this is amazing top 10 ish, but there's been some amazing finishes, right? There has been. But, the, sure, but I think, I think the, game, the game from start to finish, there was no, um, yeah, it, it was played at such a high level. Right. Back and forth. Game. Back and forth. Yeah. And, and I think each yeah. team had a seven point lead at one point. Yeah. But for the most part, it was tie. I think there was 19, I think 19 lead changes. 19 lead changes and 21 ties or something like that. Crazy. Unbelievable. So, what a game. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's wrap it up really quick, guys. We'll get together on Wednesday to do our master's picks really quick around the horn. Mal, what do you got coming up in the next couple of days? Uh, just a couple of things before we leave here. Just, uh, you know, we are on the road to the Kentucky Derby and we had. Three stakes races 
with Kentucky Derby points. Remember the horse Bourbonic. Okay. Bourbonic 70 to one shot. Write it down, Todd. <laughs> last to first in the last half a mile, maybe a little bit less around the turn. He went from eight lengths behind the pack to winning the race at 70 to one. Uh, Todd Pletcher trained horse. There's a, it, maybe it's the year of the bourbon in Kentucky. I don't know. There's another horse, Midnight Bourbon, that hmm. ran a great race. Uh, There's two bourbon horses right now? Bourbonic and Midnight Bourbon. But the other horse okay. that ran a great race yesterday for John Sadler is Rock Your World. Uh, won the Santa Anita Derby and uh, came off the grass to run on the, on the, on the, the dirt and is pointed towards the Kentucky Derby. Ran, ran past some very good horses yesterday. Kind of surprised a lot of people. And then I guess Essential Quality also won yesterday. At the moment, Essential Quality is the leader of the pack, if you will. Um, but it's going to be an interesting road to the Kentucky Derby. Um, this week, Sean, I have, a, a, let's see, a two listing appointments. We have an inspection, uh, and then we have uh, two photo shoots this week, and I'm going to play less golf than I did last week. Okay. Mm -hmm. A little more work, a little less golf. My wife just from the other room said, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, can I tell you something on Rock Your World? Yes. Just looked. No Triple Crown winner with three words in a name has ever won. Ooh. Wow, I did not know that. Yep. Really? Yep. You just rocked wow. his world. You just rocked my world because the other one I like is the horse that won the uh, Tampa Bay Derby, Hot Rod Charlie. So we're going to cross him off the list too, yep. Todd. Six, six two-word and seven one-word horses. Uh, hmm. Interesting. I would not – wow, I didn't guess that. All right. But, Anthony, you don't need the Triple Crown. You need the Kentucky Derby. So One exactly. race at a time, That's true. Buddy. That's true. One race at a time. Uh, there, right. you there you go. Bourbonic. We're going to remember him. Well done. Todd, how about you, bud? What do you got coming this week? Three uh, master picks. I would say business as usual, but um, there's more job site visits and more distributor um, customers are open for uh, open for visitors. So um, my company is very strict in that, you know, uh, mask up and, and distance, but um, seems to be opening up. So I'm um, Super fingers crossed, knock on wood. Uh, spring break is in full effect in Florida. Let's hope the next couple of weeks uh, continue to be to be good. I think we're all hoping for that uh, uh, for sure. Um, just, just, I mean, this is a great week, right? We got the finals tomorrow. We have Masters next week. Um, I've shared with you guys my greatest sporting day ever was on a Monday. I went to pra practice round and then Saw the Gators win the national championship in Atlanta. It was either in uh, 06, I think, right, Sean? 06, 08, 07. It's been a while. So, anyway, um, yeah, looking forward to a uh, great week. That was the second one, Todd. They won the first one in Indianapolis, the second one in uh, – or the, they won the in Atlanta. They That's when they beat the Buckeyes. They beat Ohio um, State, for sure. I remember yeah, that. I that, was the, that was their yeah. second of the two championships, yeah. Yeah, so just, just a fun week and uh, – Again, I mentioned my Braves are on three, but 59 games. Let's uh, 
start winning some series, right, Bill? That's what, yep. what you got to do. That's all you got to do. Yep. Super, uh, super excited. Um, looking forward to it. Bill, what about you? Um, this week on the Real Estate Sessions podcast, I have from my southern view, look, he's got the magazine. From my southern view, Lynn Johnson is my guest on the uh, Real Estate Sessions podcast, a good friend of Sean Carpenter's. Uh, and uh, Lynn has a shout out maybe somewhere in there for you, Sean. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so it's a, it's a really fun interview. She she lets me talk about her accent because she's straight out of designing women. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Um, she is, she is, she is a, a very Southern girl. Yeah, she's great. And so uh, that's, that's what's going on this week. It's, um, you know, just more plugging away. Um, you know, we had a month over month increase in sales in the U.S. market for rate margin, which is wonderful. And we're going to continue that trend. So that's awesome. Uh, trends are your friends. That's great. Great, great, great. Um, guys, I'm jumping in the car tomorrow morning to drive Ryan back to Nashville, and then he'll drive on down to Starkville. He's got <laughs> about 27 days left before he comes home for just a couple days. Mal, you remember the days, a uh, quick turnaround off, then off to Oklahoma City for his internship. So uh, he'll go back and finish up strong. Riley's home with us this week, though. Um, so I'll get down to Nashville and fly home on Tuesday. Um, and then big week of coaching, a uh, lot of coaching sessions this week. And um, hopefully maybe write an offer with one of my clients I got, you know, who's, who's found a couple of houses they like, but there's usually just one or two things. And at the, at the price point they're at, they, you know, they want to make sure that they're in the right, right spot. So, um, guys, we'll talk Wednesday, uh, on behalf of Todd and Anthony and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. As always guys, thanks for listening to the standout.